Well, you're listening to Quad Dot Rocks, God the World and Other Things. I'm Kenny Price, your host. Our mission, you've got it, advancing equilibrium in the midst of an agitated world. This is season 18, episode 393. Can you believe it? We're almost at episode 400. It's hard to believe, but this is titled, Good News About the Bad News. Subtitle, A Revisit of the Great Prostitute in the Book of Revelation. The reason why I'm bringing this up is something that God showed me the other night as I was listening to the book of Revelation on the Bible app, Bible.is. If you don't have that, it's a free app on the Apple Store at least, and it is an amazing recording of the Bible. They do a lot of theatrical things in the background. It's purely the Bible being read, but it's done very well, and the book of Revelation is done very well. So I was listening to it just meditating, and something God showed me is this. If you will look back in the podcast episodes, I did a complete series on the book of Revelation. So I have a lot to say about this that's already been recorded. You can check it out on your podcast player. But in the book of Revelation, the great prostitute that rides the scarlet beast and sits on the seven hills is a complex and symbolic figure that has been interpreted in many ways throughout history. Here are the key verses which mentions her specifically. In Revelation chapter 17, starting in verse 1, it says, Then one of the seven angels who had the seven bowls came and said to me, talking about the apostle John, Come, and I will show you the judgment of the great prostitute who sits on many waters. Now, as we go through these verses, I'm going to point out to you this dossier that the scriptures is creating on this one called the great prostitute who sits on many waters, with whom the kings of the earth committed sexual immorality. Now keep this in mind. It says that the kings of the earth committed sexual immorality with her. That means the rulers of the earth committed sexual immorality with her. And the inhabitants of the earth were made drunk with the wine of her sexual immorality. So not just the kings, the rulers of the earth, but also the inhabitants of the earth. Verse 3, So I was carried away in the spirit into a wilderness, and I saw a woman sitting on a scarlet beast that was full of blasphemous names, and it had seven heads and ten horns. So being derogatory and hateful towards the God of the universe. Verse 4, it says, The woman was arrayed in purple and scarlet and adorned with gold, silver, pearls, and precious stones, having a golden cup in her hand filled with abominations, and the impurities of her sexual immorality. Verse 5, on her forehead was written a name of mystery, Babylon the Great, mother of prostitutes and of earth's abominations. So this one we're speaking of is the mother of prostitutes and of earth's abominations. Verse 9, here is a mind with wisdom. The seven heads are seven mountains on which the woman sits. Verse 18 says, the woman you saw is the great city that reigns over the kings of the earth. So the angel is telling the Apostle John that this figure that's being represented as a prostitute woman, an illicit woman, that this woman you saw is the great city that reigns over the kings of the earth. So the angel is telling the Apostle John that this woman is actually representative of the central power of government that reigns over the kings of the earth. Going on in Revelation chapter 18, it says, After I saw this, another angel with great authority coming down from heaven, and the earth was illuminated by his splendor. He called out in a mighty voice, It has fallen. Babylon the great has fallen. 
She has become a home for demons, a haunt for every unclean spirit, a haunt for every unclean bird, and a haunt for every unclean and despicable beast. So now this next angel proclaims that this entity, this woman, this great harlot has fallen. Babylon the Great has fallen. Verse 3, for all the nations have drunk the wine of her sexual immorality, which brings wrath. It says all the nations have drunk the wine of her sexual immorality, which brings wrath. The kings of the earth have committed sexual immorality with her. And the merchants of the earth have grown wealthy from her sensuality and excess. So we're seeing that it's an all-in mentality. All the nations, all the kings, all the merchants have been addicted to her lusts, her sexual immorality, her excesses, her wealth. Verse 4, Then I heard another voice from heaven, Come out of her, my people, so that you will not share in her sins or receive any of her plagues. For her sins are piled up to heaven, and God has remembered her crimes. Pay her back the way she also paid, and double it according to her works. In the cup in which she mixed, mix a double portion for her, as much as she glorified herself and indulged her sensual and excessive ways, give her that much torment and grief. For she says in her heart, I sit as a queen, I am not a widow, and I will never see grief. For this reason, her plagues will come in just one day, death and grief and famine. My friend, the scripture says that in just one day, her fault is going to be complete and it's going to happen. It says she will be burned up with fire because the Lord God who judges her is mighty. Verse 9, Revelation chapter 18, The kings of the earth who have committed sexual immorality and shared her sensual and excessive ways will weep and mourn over her when they see the smoke from her burning. They will stand far off in fear of her torment, saying, Woe, woe, the great city Babylon, the mighty city. For in a single hour, your judgment has come. The merchants of the earth will weep and mourn over her because no one buys their cargo any longer. Cargo of gold, silver, jewels, and pearls, fine linen, purple, silk, and scarlet, all kinds of fragrant wood products, objects of ivory, objects of expensive wood, brass, iron, and marble, cinnamon, spice, incense, myrrh, and frankincense, wine, olive oil, fine flour and grain, cattle and sheep, horses and carriages, and slaves, human slaves. Does any of this sound familiar to you? So the kings of the earth, the merchants of the earth, verse 14, the fruit you craved has left you. All your splendid and glamorous things are gone. They will never find them again. The merchants of these things who became rich from her will stand far off in fear of her torment, weeping and mourning, saying, Woe, woe, the great city, dressed in fine linen, purple and scarlet, adorned with gold, jewels, and pearls, for in a single hour such fabulous wealth was destroyed. And every shipmaster, seafarer, the sailors, and all who do business by sea stood afar off as they watched the smoke from her burning and kept crying out, Who was like the great city? Do you see the pattern here? They threw dust on their heads and kept crying out, weeping and mourning, Woe, woe, the great city, where all those who have ships on the sea became rich from her wealth. Listen to what the scripture says, my friend. We're talking about all of the governments of the world, all of the rulers of the world, all of the merchants of the world, all the peoples of the world. All of it came through this entity, 
this ruling entity. For in a single hour, she was destroyed. Rejoice over her, heaven, and you saints, apostles, and prophets, because God has pronounced on her the judgment she passed on you. Then a mighty angel picked up a stone like a large millstone and threw it into the sea, saying, In this way, Babylon the great city will be thrown down violently and never be found again. The sound of harpists, musicians, flutists, and trumpeters will never be heard in you again. No craftsman of any trade will ever be found in you again. The sound of a mill will never be heard in you again. The light of a lamp will never shine in you again. And the voice of a groom and bride will never be heard in you again. All this will happen because your merchants were the nobility of the earth. Do you hear that, my friend? That all of your merchants were the nobility of the earth. The ruling class, the kings and queens of the earth were her merchants. Because all the nations were deceived by your sorcery. In her was found the blood of prophets and saints and of all those slaughtered on the earth. My friend, listen to me. Here is the dossier of Babylon the Great, that great city that reigns over the kings of the earth. She is, first of all, evil and corruption. She is a powerful and corrupt entity associated with idolatry, immorality, and materialism. Her scarlet clothing and golden ornaments symbolize luxury and excess, highlighting her materialistic nature. Her association with the scarlet beast amplifies her link to evil and oppression. She's false religion and idolatry. She is often interpreted as representing false religion, particularly systems that have become corrupt and exploitative. Her cup filled with the impurities of her fornication symbolizes the false teachings and practices that mislead people, especially in the area of sexual immorality and perversion. Her sitting on seven hills is sometimes seen as reference to Rome, historically considered a center of religious and political power. In John's day, Rome was the government he was speaking about, the city that sits on the seven hills, the many waters. And Rome gives us the modern model of what that great prostitute in every age looks like. She's deception and allure. She is seductive and enticing, tempting people away from their faith and true values. Her use of riches and luxury can lure people into seeking worldly pleasures over spiritual ones. This deceptive aspect might represent the allure of false ideologies and worldly values. She's judgment and destruction. Despite her initial power and influence, the text ultimately prophesies her downfall and destruction. This represents the ultimate triumph of good over evil and the judgment of corrupt systems. My friend, here is the point of this reminder. The great prostitute is a literal entity that doesn't just rise to power in the end of days. She is the ever-present government of man, a central government that holds sway over all the governments of the world. She always has existed and always will exist until she is destroyed when the Antichrist comes to power. She came into existence with the fall of man and she is the glue that holds the governments of the world together. She is the machine that drives excess, sexual immorality to the max in all levels of perversity and hedonism, idolatry, hedonistic materialism, and lascivious luxury. She is an outgrowth of the rule of Satan over the earth as the cast-down fallen angel who has jurisdiction over the planet, as Ephesians chapter 2 verse 2 calls him the prince of the power of the air. 
He is the chief of demons who make up the dark forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12 says that our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers of this darkness, against evil spiritual forces in the heavens. The power of the evil ones cannot thwart the providential work of God Almighty, who carries out his divine purposes and will despite their existence and power to the extent of turning the actions of the wicked on its end and forcing the actions to bring about his good. It's the story of Joseph's rotten brothers and their hateful actions towards their brother, a pure act of evil sin. Yet through their disobedience, God used their hateful action of selling their brother Joseph into slavery to propel Joseph to the front lines of the battle to save the world from devastation devastation by bombastic global famine that would have wiped out the population of the entire world. I know, my friend, you sit there and you go, wow, this is a problem. This is theodicy, the problem of evil in the world and how the holy God tolerates it. But let me tell you something, my friend. God is in control of all things. He is the one in the punishment of Satan and the third of the demonic angels who rebelled against Todd, God. He is the one who cast them down to this earth. He is the one who has, who has imprisoned them in this locale and who has given them authority. Now, you can sit back and say, Kenny, that doesn't make sense. But my friend, that is what the scripture teaches. And through it all, we have to proclaim that God is ultimate good. There is no evil in him at all. And so we know that God tells us that even Satan reports to God on a regular basis. We learned that from the book of Job. But idolatry, immorality fornication, excess, luxury, materialism, false teaching, misleading practices, and political power. Revelation chapter 17 verse 16 mentions the 10 horns that you saw will hate the prostitute. They will make her desolate and naked and devour her flesh and burn her with fire. The recent developments that clearly uncover the depths of the level of greed, sexual immorality, perversity, and corruption in our central government and the other governments of the world is greatly disturbing and sends us rocking and reeling back on our heels. With a sense that the world is coming completely unraveled and overthrown by evil, but, my friend, the good news in the midst of the bad news is that it has always been here. It is how the world operates. Why is it good news? Because at this time in history, the God of history is turning back the covers and he's turning on the lights. So is this all happening because the end of days is near and the rise of Antichrist to power is right at our door? Or is the God of the universe pushing back the great prostitute and putting her in her place? She has crossed the line of her normal hellious position. Perhaps her overreach is driven by Satan himself because his reading of the days says to him perhaps that the time of her destruction is at hand. He is the one who will bring the end of the rule of man on the earth to a close as he forces all to bow the knee to him, as he garners the worship he has always desired, though it will only be for a moment. If I was talking to troubled kids who are fearful for what they see happening on the global stage, I would say this. Children, be at peace. God is in control. This is nothing new. The only thing new about it is God is causing the great prostitute who controls the governments of the world to be exposed in her standard practices. In short time, we will see why he is doing this, but make no mistake about it. It is God Almighty who is doing this thing, and this thing is greatly shaking the great prostitute and has her reeling. All she knows 
is the continued self-proclamation that she is invincible. God has made it clear through his prophetic divine revelation that she is not. With God Almighty, there's nowhere to run and there's nowhere to hide. And my friend, if you know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, that is fantastic news. Remember, my friend, the sun is always shining somewhere. So may you go in peace to love and serve the Lord.